0: Once again, this is Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy. Just want to introduce you guys to um, how to be successful at the Barber College. How to choose a Barber College. Check it out. Crown Cuts Academy Live. Once again, getting it. right and Love, the Johnson City way. Coming in once again, Barber College su- success. Barber College success. What do shop owners... What do they expect with new hires? What do they expect with students coming out of school? What do they expect in someone who's been in a previous barbershop, coming to their barbershop? What do a shop owner want? And on Barber College Success, myself, Craig Charles, and Micah, the main man, is going to talk about it and let you guys know what we expect out of students or new hires coming out of school or come from a previous job. What do you expect? Again, Micah, thanks for coming on the show. Introduce yourself and let's bang
1: it out. It's uh, Micah Taylor, uh, master barber of uh, 10 years, uh, master instructor. I uh, was glad to be here to share some knowledge on uh, what to expect as shop owners as hiring uh, barbers coming out of barbering school. Uh, glad to be here.
0: Great, great. Um, expectations. Um, again, Coming with the one, two, the left and the right. We're going to give you some hard hitters today. Just give you our take on what we feel is best suitable for the shop and how to be successful because there's one thing we want to avoid is shop hopping. One thing we want to avoid is the experience of the shop and understand that this industry, this barber industry is really fun, um, but it is what you make it. Um, No one wants to be in a shop where it's just like an assembly line. You're going to be able to have fun. You're going to be be able to have a dialogue. So coming to you, Micah, from your experience, what do you expect?
1: I expect to have some people that I can rely on, um, people that are dependable, people that are professional, people that are considerate. Um, As shop owners, we invest a lot of time, a lot of sweat equity, a lot of capital into building our establishments. And all we ask in return is that the people we hire and bring in, Respect that investment, you know, um, treat it as if it was your own, treat, treat it as if it is your dollar being invested. Um, more importantly, just to be able to depend on the person that I hire uh, to be not only uh, asset to the team, but somebody that as a customer's coming in, that's, that's getting waiting on uh, by the barber, you know, somebody that can rely on to make an appointment that's going to be uh, upheld, uh, be considered when the business of customer service, you know, so just really taking hold of that and, and serving the community, serving the customers?
0: Because that's, that's that's two different barbers. There's a barber who's been experienced, who's been working in, in the field, and then there's a barber who's come out of school. So the expectation is the same for both. Um, and I think there's a misconception that once you go in, you automatically is just going to be the top of your game no. especially coming out of school or once you switch shop you're going to be the top of your game you're going to make this amount of money you can because there's different types of shop whether um, there's commission or there's booth funnel there's several different ways to make money in a barbershop but the key is I feel and you can back me this and let me know what you think you have to build a rapport with your clients people have to know that you're there people have to know that you're dependable people have to know that hey you're going to give them a good conversation. You care about them. It's more than just an assembly line. Because I think a lot of times when it becomes an assembly line, your client, they they feel devalued. Absolutely. They feel devalued. You want to elaborate on that a little bit, Mike?
1: I mean, it's just like anything else. Um, let's take barbering completely out of the equation. If we're, if we're talking about the food industry, if you go to your favorite restaurant, say it's Olive Garden, all right, and you go and you get a consistent meal for, say, a month and a half, then all of a sudden you get different waiters, different chef. That doesn't put the same energy into waiting on you or cooking your food. Right. you don't feel like your money is not valued. So eventually you'll stop going to Olive to Garden. You want to go where you feel like your money is being the most uh, received and, and respected.
0: So in a sense, when when you're a new hire, the shop owner wants someone that's, that's dedicated, someone that's going to put effort, someone that's going to be invested in the brand. Because the more dedicated, the more invested in the brand you are, the better off the money you're going to get, the Absolutely. better off relationship you're going to build. Because barbering is not just only about just creating income, because it's about building relationships. Because when you build relationships, sometimes I think the relationship that you built is almost more priceless. It's not more priceless, but just actually just priceless. Because that relationship is going to help you bridge gaps in so many different arenas that cash cannot buy.
1: I think oftentimes, uh, especially, uh um students coming in from school they look at the value of one haircut at a time and that's really crazy Let me elaborate on that a little bit so if if I'm cutting Craig's hair for the first time I shouldn't look at the $20 or $30 he may pay me one time I should look at putting him on my pay scale getting him at least once or twice a month and, and tapping into the people he knows and building off of that,
0: <laughs> that domino effect. Because people, people, people don't think about that domino effect. Because if you, if you, when you build relationships, it's not the relationship you are building right in front of you. It's almost like dominoes. The relationship after the domino fall is going to hit that that tenth, fifteenth, twentieth domino. Yes, sir. And that's building your brand, building yourself up, building a relationship. And I think people sometimes they. That, that, that thought process gets bottled up and not think on a broader scale level like, hey, I treat this person right, build the relationship with this person, it's going to lead to this pyramid effect. And it's just going to keep going and building a reputation of what I have, what I have to do, because your reputation is all you have. Your reputation, And if you build your reputation solidly, it can go a long way. I
1: see you want to. It should say something, right? You know, just, uh, just the work that you've done in this area. I see a lot of folk hold you to a high regard, but they're not willing to follow the the blueprint you've laid out and the steps that you've taken to get to where you're at in your career. Uh, if if you're coming into the industry and you're in school right now, you you got somebody that you look up to. Uh, don't try to skip steps. There's no way possible you can get to the promised land skipping steps. If you have a history of of bad habit making, uh, if you if you like to party heavy and you want to stay up to 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning and try to get up uh, by 8.30 and and rush in the shower and and throw some food down your throat and then rush to the shop. Or you're coming into the shop with food in hand, not ready to clean your station, to have it ready for your client to walk in and be ready for the haircut. There's no way possible you can get to that elite status because you're not ready to get to that elite status. You're you're almost taking this industry, as precious as it is, for granted. And, And unlike any other industry out there, you can literally make... Whatever you want to make, depending on how you come into the situation, how you address it, all the equity you put into it.
0: So it, 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 you could really say that putting the carriage before the horse. Absolutely. Because there's steps to take. I mean, you you, you, you want to be a barber. You want to see the flow of traffic. You want to be able to build your reputation and how to gel with people, how to gel with kids, how to gel with adults. And then you become a shop owner. There's a different gelling. But I, I think some people want to skip those steps to get right ahead and jump in it and and not understand the steps that it takes to get there, because it, it, there's a lot of knowledge that has to be gained to get to that point. And if you skip those steps, you might skip something very important.
1: I feel like I mean people are unrealistic in the way they set their goals. I read a quote over the weekend that said, "If you commit to a goal, the the process will tire you out. If you commit to the process." You'll achieve every goal. And that's just, that That, that really, really, it still resonates. I, I, I kind of woke up with that first thing on my mind when I woke up this morning, like, because it's so true. People, again, are unrealistic in the way they set their goals. Uh, r- realize what it's going to require from you first. Realize that nobody else is responsible for your destiny but you. And and if you're not where you want to be, that's nobody's fault but you. It's your fault. You got to kind of maybe evaluate your plan, evaluate your, your habits, uh, maybe reconstruct your time, your schedule. But whatever you got to do to, to, to get on track, it's, it's on you. You can't skip the steps. No, no, sir. It's not possible. You can't skip the steps. You can't. You cannot skip the steps
0: because th- there's a there's a law of averages and there's a law of attraction. Absolutely. And those things are real. There's people way before me and yourself who done the research and put those things in place to understand, hey, there's an order in things. And if you try to skip the steps, it's not going to be sustainable. And I think sometimes people, you, you, you look around and, and, man, Mike never complains. He's working hard. You hear him consistently working. And, and people think that there wasn't no struggle or it wasn't no hard work to get to that point. Man. You just think that you snap your fingers and man. you was driving man. two hours each way for 10 years and doing all this, flapping your wings as, as, as hard as possible to stay afloat. And people just think that it just happened overnight and there wasn't no struggle to it
1: but we have a little saying in the school all the time no pressure busts pipes but it also creates diamonds you know, right. so i mean literally it's the struggle that that produces the greatness and a lot of folk, when they get into the the heat of the battle and they they get pressured it, it'll expose who you really are either you'll tap out or you'll adapt and and if you tap out too soon you're missing out on on all kinds of greatness and like Craig says all the time you, you got to run your race you got to stay in your lane you can't Get to the finish line in your lane watching somebody else run their race. Exactly. Because everybody
0: is aspiring, and, and that's one of the questions that, and I pose in the shop. Not, not in the shop, but in the school and classroom. Raise your hand if you want to be a shop owner. Raise your hand if you just want to work in your shop. And what is your timeline? And almost everyone wants to just skip the step and go straight to ownership. Everyone wants to skip the step, or you hear something like, "Um, man, maybe about a year, then I want to own my own shop. You can't skip the law of averages. There's, a, there's, a, there's an order in things that you have to do. And when you do those things right, you'll get to that point. But everybody wants to jump to it and not take the necessary steps.
1: On that note, I would recommend anybody, especially firstly coming out of school, take no less than two to three years to sit under a master barber that has credibility in the community not just for hair cutting but what does he do outside of his barbershop like I mean the, the, the academy right now does not only Reagan wine they do a, a phase and flows you know this not only exposing the students at the academy and their talents but it's giving the community something to do on a positive level you know uh, learn all of that uh, success is, is not just in the the cutting of the hair it's all inclusive in this Mm-mm. industry
0: yeah it's it's more than that I mean building relationships building relationships, letting people understand that you're going to be there. You're going to be consistently there. Rain, shine, sleep, snow. I'll be there because I signed up for this and this is the job I want to do. And not just cop out and be like, well, I don't feel like coming today. Micah's there. Micah got it. No, you sign up for it. You got to uphold your responsibility because those responsibilities is what's going to get you to the next level. Because I think Everybody wants the glory,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: but there's some guts and good to get to that glory that you have to endure.
1: And that's on, on every level. That's has nothing to do with barbering. That's yeah. just life. You know, uh, I've been watching this series on the Chicago Bulls, 10-part series, just seeing the crap that Michael Jordan had to endure to be a six-time champion. Right. But there's a reason why everybody's not a six-time champion.
0: Exactly. There's, there's a reason why everybody's not a six-time champion. There's a reason. But everybody wants to be that champ, but there's a reason.
1: Is it a... <laughs> And also how do you maintain that success? Now the man had a shoe contract unlike any other contract out of any other athlete, you know? I mean, how do you maintain that status? It's it's one thing to go into business if you want to be a shop owner. How do you keep your shop open? Right. Most most shops fail within one to two years by poor practices. So how do you not only get open how do you stay in business how do you keep consistent help one thing that customers do not want to see is constant new faces in the barbershop every time they come to get a haircut that shows inconsistency that that shows instability that they want to know that not only is the shop going to be open but I want to see my barber right I want to see the guy that cuts my hair you know and know that he, he values my dollar and my time so quick question how
0: do how, how do you
1: how do you go about trying to change that I think it Goes down to just like you say all the time in communication, having those conversations, uh, not making it all business. Get your barbers uh, off the time clock, uh, away from the chair, away from the customers, away from the noise, and have those hard conversations. You know, let them know the standard of the brand that you've built, right? And and, and hold them accountable to that standard. Uh, we, we mentioned in school to the students that have wanted to do shop ownership uh, contracts. Well, once you sign and I sign, we both dated. We're both accountable to, to these terms. Right. You know, and that that keeps everybody at an even even scale.
0: And everybody everybody understanding and knowing what to expect. Absolutely. Because when you know what to expect, there's no... No confusion. No confusion at all. I mean, it's important. Um, today, again, on the podcast, Barber College Success, we are talking about what shop owners want in new hires, and students coming out of school, and just someone just transferring or moving from a different shop. um, I, I, I'm not an advocate of people bouncing and jumping shops. I'm not an advocate for that because um, you're not building no solidarity. And especially if you're thinking that you're going to run from this shop and you're having problems over here that you can't solve and you can't come to grips with, those same problems are going to follow you. Absolutely. And the same issues you're going to have <clears throat> that you haven't at the previous shop, you're going to have at the next shop.
1: I feel like the issues are created by the, the people who occupy the space. So if, if you come correct and your habits are correct, there's no problems. If communication is there, there's no problems. Communication is key. It's so like you said, if, if you had poor practices and, and, and poor energy and, and bad habits at your previous shop, it can't... <laughs> You, you run away from your past almost. Right. You know, you're trying to run away from the problem. And the problem is you. Yes. Ultimately.
0: And, and and that's something that stems way before that too. Absolutely. So you almost have to take a look into the mirror and look at yourself and see, what am I doing wrong? What can I do better? Because even if you go in a shop in LA, you go to shop in Boston, you go to shop in Chicago or, or Miami, those same things are going to follow you. Absolutely. Because you haven't had, proper practices
1: You're not reevaluating yourself ultimately
0: yes sir um and, and and it's simple i mean i like to think it's simple because i mean i i, I mean I, I do i like I, I like to think it's simple it should
1: be simple craig but simple for whatever reason is is not simple to to average people because average people want to be exceptional and they don't have exceptional habits or exceptional uh, practices. uh Life is simple. You get out what you put in. That's pretty simple, right? It, it,
0: it, you it's, can't that's get, pretty
1: cutting, dry, it, black and white, straight, straight and to, narrow. Yeah, straight, straight to the point. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't sugarcoat that. An undercoated, above coated or, or solid coat. It's you, you get in what you
1: put in. But I also feel like you know the society we live in now is cookie cutter. Uh, there's so many cheat codes to the game now. You got. Uh, social media, which wasn't around when you and I came into the industry, right? Different ways of, to, to promote yourself and, and market and network with people you may or may not know. I mean, we had to get out there and literally grind, you right? Know? And and I think that's a part of that. accredits to where we at right now in our careers because we had to get it the hard way, and guys that get it the easy way, they'll never appreciate what they have because it was given, it wasn't earned.
0: Um. Well, well the the thing is too. If, if you're really strategic and, and really want to get ahead, all you have to do is listen to someone who's done it before you. Absolutely.
1: And, and then that's the easy way. But that requires being a student of the game. Yeah. But that requires <laughs> a little humility, and you got to put your pride aside. That's true. So that's the sim- that's the simplest way, straight to the point. It should be, but people are too prideful for it to be that simple. Listen to
0: somebody who's done it before you, and they'll give you the blueprint how to get there to avoid certain things. Absolutely. Plain and simple. Should be. I mean... <laughs> That, that's why a lot of times I say, put me around Bill Gates, mm-hmm. put me around Obama, yes, put me sir. around Donald Trump, yes, put me sir. around. I'm picking up something from those guys, no, something from each one. Put me around the best person in the industry. Put me around uh, the, the owner of NASCAR. Put me around Pal Berger. I'm picking something up from Pal Berger yes, sir. because those people have had successful lineage. They've had successful traits. So you're trying to buck the system and not trying to follow suit in someone who was real close to you and, and taking them for granted, it's going to come back and bite you mm-hmm. in the
1: butt. Uh, piggybacking off what you said, uh, I had a, the privilege of meeting Powell's, uh CFO uh, when I was in college. He came to my school and did a class on business instruction. His name is Tom Crosby. Long story short, he is a student of the game. He, he's never not one time tried to buck the system and overthrow Powell. As the, the the CEO and owner, right, chief operator. Instead, he is a consistent student of the game. This man told me that he eats one product off their menu every single day to check the, the quality of the brand. That I, I don't I don't love any food or specifically fast food right. enough to eat it every day. But he's that dedicated to something that someone else built because he sees a long-term vision and goal, the end goal. And, and that's, to me, that's that's so rare because everybody usually wants to get the, the the seat of the main man. They
0: want to get there first. Why not
1: stand beside the main man and, and learn as much as you can while right. he's there? Right. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I second that. I second that. I, I, second that. Um, I think it's sometime in, in, in our own and not myself, but individually in our own selfish manner, we the thought process is I have to get there first. I have to get there first. I have to get there first instead of thinking, hey, let's get there together. Because if we get there together, we can all celebrate this victory. Absolutely. If we get there together, hey, there's no one left behind. And that's the objective. But I, I think the objective is individuality. Absolutely. Me, me, me. Mine. Mine, mine. Let me pump my chest to show that I got there before you. There's nothing wrong in getting there together.
1: And that individuality is what kills a lot of momentum. Um, you stunt your growth when you consider yourself only. If you consider right. the, the end goal and just get there, it don't matter who got there first, just get there. Uh, you'll, you'll not get there focusing on you, 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 mine, mine, mine. You you will never get to the finish line. There's no way possible.
0: So objectively, subjectively, what, what do you see, what do you want in a new hire?
1: Someone... That is a, a person, man or woman, of their word. I feel like nowadays people are coming into interviews and they're just trying to sell themselves with lies. And that's so unfortunate because, like I said earlier, this industry is unique. A, a lie as a whole. Absolutely. A lie as a whole because as soon as you start getting rained on, you the water's going to go straight through you. Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, to come like that is so unfortunate because it's really unnecessary. All I ask you is, what do you want out of this industry and how can you help us grow? And, and you're, you're trying to sell yourself like, like, you know, you've already got it licked or you already understand what it takes to, to be in, in, in that position that you want to be in. If, if that was the case, you wouldn't be here. Right. If that was the case, you'd already be there. Right. You know, but more or less just being some, being a person of their word, you know, uh, don't, don't say one thing and that remind you of what you said. And then you get mad at me. If I'm just reminding you, of, of of your words, your standards. <laughs> How am I the bad guy? <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, and and that's why I like to document a lot of things. Uh, it, it kills kills the confusion off the rip.
0: Right. So, as a shop owner, what do you want in a new hire?
1: I want someone that I can walk away and, and know that everything is intact. It's, it's it's ran like a well-oiled machine, as if I were there. Right. That that the customers are being well taken care of, that the shop is being well maintained. Uh, I've seen a lot of things in the past where customers will come to work and leave TVs running, leave lights on, leave fans on, leave towel warmers on, leave refrigerators and microwave doors open, like completely disregarding everything about the shop, and that's, right. that's just so disrespectful.
0: Right, but that that's how you run your whole life.
1: Pretty much, you know. What
0: I mean? That's how you run your whole life, and chaos, and <laughs>
1: no and water. when
0: people this 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 check you on it you get real objective yes sir you get real objective what you who who, you what you what you what you what you throwing this at me for i'm mm-hmm. like hey it's a law of averages, it's a law of order it's a law of things how things go and you can't cheat success no you can't cheat your way to the top you can't gain your way access to the to the pearlies or to the to the next level if you try to uh, uh, adjust any the blueprint, the blueprint is already made. Absolutely,
1: just follow the blueprint.
0: It's it's already made. Thomas James, the blueprint. Go get that blueprint. Um, it helps you in the barber college. The blueprint, the great book for any barber college student out there who want to be able to take the test. But again, you can't avoid you can't avoid it. It's a way to get to it. And once you try to do it another way, you're going to get stuck.
1: I feel like if you come in and you make excuses early, you're, you're exposing your true character. So if you say one thing, you do another. I mean, it's, it's a really dead giveaway for the shop owner. Um, you don't really have to figure out much as a shop owner. You just watch somebody's habits. <laughs> and it's difficult because
0: people think that they can just flip the script like that. No, sir. And just change it like that. Oh, I'm not going to do it no more. No, sir you've been cheating the system, cutting corners, trying to get to the point where you need to be, you're going to do it again. You are going to do it again. So what's the best form of action, you think? What? How can you, and this is not just for a barber student, this is for someone looking to change shop. Because I also think that someone just looking to just change shop could be a cancer as well. You know what I mean? You, 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 it's okay to change shop. Things happen. I'm not saying this is, a, this is for everyone. But what what do you think is the best form of action for someone new coming out of school or someone trying to change shop?
1: And the best form of action would be to, to get within the barber community and, again, have those conversations. More specifically, as shop owners, we have to be a, an alliance so not not in competition, but an alliance. So as you said earlier, like shop hopping is a cancer. Well, if me and you are communicating about someone wanting to go from shop to shop, and we already know their habits, we can nip that in the butt before we hire a cancer. You know what I mean? So it kind of nips that early. Um, as far as somebody coming out of school, um, their habits in school will be their habits when they get into the shop. Right. You can't just flip that switch, as you said earlier, and pick up great habits and and start becoming. You know, well oiled machine because it's just literally you, you are what you do, not what you say.
0: Right. I mean, and and <clears throat> people think they can just—it can just do that. No. And it, it's hard work. Uh, um, long putting in time, putting in time, putting in hard work for a long period of time. Consistency. Consistency. I mean, I'm watching the game last night, and that kid, um, Luca—he hit that game oh, yeah, winner. Yeah. But that—that dude has been putting in that work. Yes, sir. For a long time. Yes, sir. He is 21, but I've read this kid's history, and he's been putting in that work 13, 14, and, and never stopping. And someone just thinks it just happens like that. No. And that's no. in any type of industry, any type of something you're doing with your hands, any type of work, job you're trying to accomplish,
1: you're trying to do and do it to your best. I'd say one of the main things that really frustrates me the most not just as a shop owner, but as a citizen of this this great country we live in, the American dream is really attainable. You know what I mean? You can literally, if you set up in your mind, you want to be this, do that and you can be this. More specifically in our industry. The blueprint is there. If you want to be a shop owner, find a shop owner, find somebody that's credible. Right. Do what they did. And you can do it. You can maybe do it the way they did it or do it better. Right. You know what I mean? But just be a student of the game, ultimately.
0: For sure. So, so what I'm hearing from you is, the student of the game is not even in play no more. It's just. No, sir. The <laughs>
1: no, sir. Nobody wants to be the student. No, sir. And I think, honestly, I had a conversation with a good friend of mine over the weekend. I think we messed up things when we started handing out participation trophies to kids playing these sports. I think that, that instilled a sense of entitlement right. instead of a sense of work ethic. And as, as simple as it may sound, you mean tell me all I have to do is show up with my jersey, not contribute nothing, and I get something? right. That that became early. so so one sided. Oh my gosh! And it, it, it's it's we're seeing the effects of it now, right? Because they're adults now and they're having kids now, right? And they're passing down no knowledge, wow. no work ethic, Truth. no no Truth. no no Truth. sense of accountability, and, and and instead of being a man or a woman and taking a stance, you want to pass the buck and say it's Craig's fault, it's Micah's fault. No. Oh man, with with, with Craig and Micah, if they're doing is working, right? How is it
0: yes. Craig and Micah's
1: fault? And, and, <laughs> and that's, that's one sided.
0: And we see it every every day. Everyone wants to get to the top, but no one wants to get that that grind to get to the top. Yes, sir. You want to take a helicopter to the top. No. It doesn't work like that all the time. I'll take the steps. <laughs> and, and you see a better view and you take the steps. Yes, sir. Because you see the whole grind along the way.
1: And the sweat is good for me. <laughs> Come on.
0: Yeah, the sweat is extra great. Come it's on. a little, hey, everybody need that.
1: Cardio, that cardio, that,
0: that 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 calorie finder.
1: I guarantee at the end I'll be built the last. When you took the helicopter, when I get to the top, I, I guarantee I'll stay there.
0: Oh, for sure, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I like that. I like that. Again, barbolic success. Um, this episode, myself and Micah, um, just talking, talking about what's how, how do you how how do you how do you get where you want to be? How do you how do you Get to that place where you're like, man, this is what I want to do. How do you get to that place? How? <clears throat> what does it take? What does? What does shop owners? What do they like in new hires? Whether it comes from what do you come from school, or coming from moving into to a new area, or moving from a different shop? What do What do shop owners want ultimately?
1: I think they want a sense of peace, a sense of ease. Uh. Depending on the person, I am speaking for myself specifically. Trust. I, I, I want to see everybody coexist and 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 benefit together as a team. I want to see everybody elevate. What I hate is somebody to come to my shop and not grow financially. Right. You came here for a pay raise, ultimately because it is a job. But mm-hmm. if you come here and, and you you are remaining the same in your in your career and your and your finances, what was it worth? Right. You know, I want us to grow together, or else it's really for no reason.
0: And I and I think that's this. Um, I hate to say that, but I think it's a selfish manner of people trying to get there first. Absolutely. Uh, when you get there first, it's me, 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 and not us, us. I mean, united, united we stand;
1: divided, we fall.
0: All day, every day. United we stand;
1: divided we fall. All day. And these are things we heard in school. <clears throat> you know, this is this is basic stuff that you got to apply to everyday life. This is really simple, folks.
0: <laughs> Man, and um, I love our industry. What our industry have to offer—the um, places you can go, the things we can do—it's um, wonderful. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of good things coming out, um, but I, I think most people just want it to happen right now. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that. Hey, my, my Crown Cuts has been open the barbershop since 2004. Mm-hmm. You've been cutting hair since
1: two thousand and three. Uh license two thousand
0: ten. You see what I'm saying? So it's, yeah. it's it's a long time and to get where, where you where you are right now. Yes. And people want that to happen overnight. It it just can't happen overnight. No.
1: And but if it does, you won't respect it. You won't maintain it because you that, won't appreciate it.
0: But the, the decline to get to it is it's a it's 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 a it, it's worth
1: it. Yeah. Absolutely. I,
0: I mean, I would never think when I did that um, that um thing last week on NPR, National Public Radio, mm. had 28 million viewers. 28 million starting starting this industry where I started it. I, I didn't think I'd have a platform to speak to 28 million people, and having I had a conversation from a guy from Alaska. Mm. I had a conversation with someone from Florida. I had a conversation from someone in North Carolina. I had a conversation with someone from Texas. I had a conversation with someone from Connecticut. These are all people who called me after I spoke on NPR last week. Telling me, hey man, keep doing what you're doing. You inspired me. I'm like, man, this in this thing is serious. It's big. It's big. But this the NPR thing happened. Opened my shop. I started about cutting hair years ago. And now I have a platform for 28 million people who heard my voice. And people's friends and people's friends are calling me, telling man, I heard this guy on NPR, and he was talking about mental health and the barber industry. I'm like,
1: man, my platform was really big. Well, like you said, you didn't get to the 28 million platform without the years of grinding. No. So you can't cheat the process. You, you, you and, and that was my point. You cannot cheat
0: the process. You cannot cheat the process, cheat the process at all. Is something that you have to endure, something that you have to build, something that you have to have experience in to be able to talk about. Because if you're not experienced, you can't talk about a topic. You can't talk about what is coming to you. You can't talk about to give people advice. Because giving someone advice on just a year of experience and giving someone advice on 20 years of experience, who are you going to listen to? <laughs> so it's a it's a building block. It's a, it's a stepping stone to get... Where we want to be, and for myself and yourself, people who love the industry, who see where it can go, um, it almost pains you. So I, I can tell it pains you sometimes when people don't take it serious and don't see the benefits.
1: Only because I mean, speaking of the benefits, Craig, like like I said earlier, there's no other industry that you can go into and decide that you need a raise and get it. I've worked many jobs before I became a licensed master barber and, and very, very few, excuse me, I took that back. None of them paid me what I was worth. They right. paid me what they wanted me to have. So if I go to work at say Crown Cuts Academy and I'm, I'm fresh out of school and I'm starting out at 15,000 a year, if I want to be a 30,000 a year barber, i have to put in more work, but that is attainable. Not even within a year's time. Right. It depends on my marketing, it depends on my habit making, Right. Uh, my day to day. What does that look like? I reevaluate myself first. And then i adjust my pay second. And it's that simple, literally.
0: I mean, our industry is wonderful. I mean, not putting people's business out there, but my first class, there's students in my first class who say they make $70,000. Okay, absolutely. Without question. In my first class, $70,000 for education that they paid 12000 for. That's
1: a drop in the bucket.
0: $70,000 for education you paid 12000 for. I was like, man, maybe I should cut back and go back and cut, start cutting hair again. Yeah. But, but I understand. I love what I do. I mean, and I'm not doing it. And I understand. I'm I'm bringing in the competition. But mm. that's that's what I want to do. Yeah. I, I want to encourage the next master barber. I want to encourage the next person coming up behind me.
1: But you're also increasing the quality of the industry in this area. Before the academy opened up, I think you had a a lot of complacency in the barbering industry. So now we have a lot of not only hungry students, but that they putting in the sweat equity. They got right. the work out. They got the vision, the drive. And that's, that's what leads to the $70,000 a year. income. Yeah. And someone asked me the other day, man,
0: aren't you worried of that? Did you creating a competition? No, sir. I'm like, no, I'm not, no, sir. I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I never thought about it like that. No. I'm, I'm, my thought process is I'm giving someone an opportunity to create a job for themselves and be able to feed their family. That's, that's what I'm looking at. That's 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 nothing else.
1: Like you say all the time, uh, you get out, you put in and not so much the industry but the the atmosphere. So you're putting love out. Love will be reciprocated.
0: Oh, by far. And that's, you know what I mean, and it's and there's so much love that's coming to me. There's so much love I can't, I mean, <laughs> if I had to take a, a tump back and put it on the wall to show the love that I get, I mean, it's in, and there's also the detractors too, but the detractors can't outweigh the love because no. the love kind of overshadows them every day. Every day. Every day. But I mean, this is... Again, this episode is, look at the industry. Look at yourself. What are we doing? What can you do to uplift yourself? Yeah, I mean, I, I, sometimes I, I invest and think and love this industry so much, sometimes I could just drop a tear sometimes. Seriously. I mean, I love the industry that much. Where when I see people are not giving it their all and putting their effort into it, I could almost drop a tear.
1: I have a question for you. With that that kind of passion and that kind of energy you bring into the industry, how do you coexist with complacency? With somebody Um, that doesn't even give a fraction of what you give?
0: Well, it, it, it used to be difficult at times, but I understand people cap themselves. Gotcha. People cap themselves because... There's a reason why you're in the C category and the reason why some people are in the B category and the reason why some people are in the A category. And if it's taking you too long to understand that 2 plus 2 is 4, you're going to be in the C category. Yeah. Cuz 2 plus 2 is 4 all day. You don't have to figure out how to get to 4. 10 minus, 10 minus 8 plus 2 you, know what I mean? you don't have to do all that subtraction. It's real simple. It's two plus two is going to equal four all day. And that's it. Simple. But when you try to make it what it's not what it's not into, you, you're struggling. You're beating yourself up. And you have to understand when knowledge has been given to you and by who it's given to you from. If someone is, is trying to school you and giving you knowledge and you're trying to be objective to it, and you know this person's resume and you see how passionate they are and you still trying to be objective to it, you're a fool. <laughs> because after a while you objecting knowledge with someone who is real credible, who has and then you really being objective to it, pretty soon they're gonna stop trying to drop your jewels.
1: But also knowledge has been applied that's that's working. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? the proof is in the pudding. Exactly. So but if you're trying to block it and and still trying to fight it and not see it you're going to be stuck in that C category. And that person is not going to want to come back and explain to you no more because you're always going to be in that caste system. And realistically, a lot of people put themselves in a caste system. They put themselves in a caste system and never get out of that.
1: So as a shop owner, should we just... I guess turn a blind eye when somebody puts themselves in the C category. Let them be average, or um, um, so we encourage them to be above average or exceptional.
0: I mean, from what I know of you and and myself, I mean, I I love people, so I want people to grow. Facts. I mean, I, I love people. And I want people to grow and succeed. So I'm not gonna. You put yourself in there, true. Because if you're around me, I'm constantly dropping jewels every day. I'm constantly dropping knowledge every day. So you put yourself in a position not to grow. But if you're around me, I'm always going to try and apply and give some type of knowledge. And if you don't want to pick it up, it's not my fault. Because the proof is in the pudding. I mean, my track record shows and says how I've been working hard and what I have attained and what I'm doing. And that's not bragging or boasting. It's just, but the proof is in the pudding. It's the facts. You know what I mean? So if... And I tell people all the time, put me around Bill Gates. I'm picking something up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Put me around Obama. I'm picking something up. Put me around LeBron James. I'm picking something up. Put me around a neuroscientist. I'm picking something up. Pick, put me next to astronaut. I am picking something up. You have to realize who your allies are early. Because if you don't realize who your allies are early, you're in trouble. And it doesn't take long to realize when someone is an ally to you. True. It doesn't. It It's not a long, hard, thought-out process. But if you're trying to fight that when they're giving you knowledge...
1: <laughs> Selling yourself short.
0: And that there lies the problem. If you know someone track record in their resume and they trying to drop you some knowledge and you're fighting it, yeah. and you're fighting the knowledge that they're trying to give it to you, imagine how much frustrating they have to be, but they real calm when you're trying to reject what they're giving to you. How... How frustrating that could be in their mind. they dropping some jewels and some nods to you, but you're trying to resent it and push it away. And they're just cool as, all right, you don't get it? That's fine. Maybe next time. Understanding who your allies are early will get you where you need to be. But a lot of people try to fight it and try to go against it. So, hey, you can't blame no one but yourself for your situation at times. Because there's people around you constantly... Who is dropping jewels? Who's giving knowledge? And will give you the key. Will t- will literally give you the key to success. But some people just refuse it and don't want it.
1: That's, that's a a pride issue.
0: Hey, <laughs> what they say about pride comes
1: before the fall. Hey, so every time.
0: So if you don't want to get to where you need to be, hey, so be. It. And again. Barber College Success. Barber College Success is so much, this podcast. It's so helpful um, because I've been getting a lot of people who have been listening to Barber College Success who I haven't heard nothing from, who I don't know who they are, and they are picking up so many things that is helpful to them besides the barber industry because you can listen to it, you can check it out, and and apply it to so many different avenues and ways in your life. Because I believe my industry is great, our industry is wonderful, but you are what you make out of it, yes, sir, and you are what you put into it.
1: And that's in an anything, not just barbering. That's, that's just life,
0: right? And that's why I be having a lot of people calling me and just be like, "Man, I got something out of that. Mm-hmm. Something resonated with me from that episode." And that's why I continuously do it, and that's why I invite people and. <clears throat> and try to get as many different perspectives because I think it is important. Because our industry is relevant. This barber industry is relevant. It is so. It, it's. It can be really. It, it, it's not even a stressful thing. No. But you can make it as stressful as you want to be.
1: Absolutely, you control the whole narrative.
0: Yes, because the, it's it's a place out there for everybody. There's something out there for everybody. <clears throat> Again, today we on this Barber College success platform. Um, what shop owners would like the new hires and students coming out of school to know? What do we expect out of them? What do we expect out of them? What do we want from them? In the last couple of words, Mike, what do you think? What do you expect? What do you want from... And basically, this is something that you can take on through life. Any person you work for, anything you try to attain or to try to get for yourself the jewels that we're dropping on these 12, 13 episodes can help you in your daily
1: life. I think ultimately uh, be transparent, be accountable. Like I mentioned earlier, Uh, be someone who at the end of the day is self-reliant. You create your own success. You create your own energy, your own atmosphere. If if you're not doing what you want to do, that's on you. Um, That's that's not up to Craig or myself or anyone else for that matter. Um, Just be someone at the end of the day who who remains a student of the game for the rest of your life. This has nothing to do with barbering. This is just life in general. If you you remain a student of the game, like I mentioned earlier, Mr. Tom Crosby, who's sitting under a CEO, a man who started his own multi-billion dollar million dollar excuse me empire. Uh, and is, is doing extremely well, so well that he has the option to not continue the franchise. Uh, he set a limit as far as how far out he wants to go, which is Jefferson City. Right. He can go to Knoxville. If he went to Knoxville or Nashville or Memphis, are you serious right now? Right. Can, can you imagine having a Pals on UT campus during game day?
0: He can have a Pals going up north.
1: But he's done it so well, that's right. not necessary. Right. You know what I mean? He, he has literally done it the way he wants to do it.
0: Yes. And being real successful with it.
1: But his team is, is well-structured. Yes. It's on a solid foundation. It's grounded. That's his basic life principles. So with the barbershop, if you can be that person, if you can realize that you have to be self-reliant and, and be accountable, be, be transparent, be somebody that can be dependent upon, and your, your success is literally limitless.
0: And understand that you don't have to get there before anybody else. No, we sir. We can get there together. No, sir. And we'll all be successful. Just get there. Yeah. We can get there together. That's my point. We can get there together, but I think a lot of times people just want to separate from the pack. Absolutely. Separate, and when you separate from the pack, you become weaker. (laughs) I mean, that's part of it. You separate from the pack, there's very few apex predators out there. That's true. Very few. Very true. And at times they still get together. But unless you're an apex predator, I
1: mean, stay with the pack. I will say this don't, especially students in school uh, approaching graduation, don't take on shop ownership for the sake of shop ownership, for the sake of a title, or if you're seeking some kind of clout, you will be so frustrated in the decision you made. Uh, shop ownership is not as easy as you're thinking. It is doable, but don't don't jump out from school into shop ownership. Learn what it takes to to manage a shop first, then jump into shop ownership.
0: Um, I think there's there's this there's, 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 there's a few who can who can come out, but as there's, there's... There's far and few between and I agree what you yeah, said the, one, the ones that can come can, out. Yeah.
1: the ones that can their habits in school say they can yes you know they they're, they're...
0: precate what they're gonna do when they get out absolutely right
1: Agreed. Agreed. yeah but that's that? rare that's
0: yeah I agree it can happen but you have to be a ball to the wall you have to have a set of discipline that <clears throat> like no other and I, I think it can happen but absolutely. again far and few between. Yeah. Again, um Barbara College success. We had another bang of the day. Um spreading love the Johnson City Way. Let's get it. Um, I think we have a good thing going. Um I love coming on this podcast, Mike. What 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 do you think about the podcast? What do you like
1: about the podcast? I love it, man. It it allows us a platform to have those conversations that are needed. Sometimes conversations that never happen. So it gives us a chance to build, a chance to catch up, a chance to vibe. Right. A chance to uh really shift the narrative like right. this has never happened before there's never been a barber podcast in this area so just something that's completely innovative
0: you know? and not only in this area but this is kind of something that's on a national level absolutely there's not too many barber college college podcasts out there at all Agreed. I don't know if there's any out there um I'll have to ask Layton about that Layton, do you think there's any barber college podcasts out there how can we find out I don't know uh yeah so we probably have the only Barber College podcast out there in East Tennessee. That's major. East Tennessee's a gem. People are taking this place for granted, but this place is a gem. Yes, sir. Having something that's synonymous around the country, around the world, and we have one of the few in the country. I mean, I think it's it's major. I mean, we'll have to check. How could we, could we check on that, Lathan? How could we check on that? See if there's any Barber College podcasts or any I know there's a couple of Bar, barber podcasts out there, but on a barber college, college barber college level, I think this is kind of innovative. This is new, um, so I, I like doing it. I think it's important. I think it gives people a different perspective of what we do, how we do it, and what we know, because there's still a, a lot of unknown about barber colleges or even bar, barber in the barber shop. And giving this perspective right here, gives people an inside depth, inside
1: look. Of what to look for, what we go through, and even though we're shop owners, we're also students of the game. So we learn new things on a daily basis,
0: constantly, constantly. And as we close, um, this was another banger. Appreciate the love, Micah coming through. Yes, sir. Uh, Absolutely. Yes, sir. Um, again, Crown Cuts Academy, Micah Taylor, and Taylor made. Um, <clears throat> come check us out. Um, if you have questions trying to get into the school, let us know. Um, 423-461-0004, Crown Cuts Academy, and Taylor, Taylor Made barbershop. barbershop. Come check us out. Um, Mike is also an instructor. He just got an instructor license. He's a full-fledged master barber, as well as an instructor, which is a major. We don't have too many of those in the country. We don't have too many of those in the area, so... Again, just check us out. Come, come check us out, and also check out. I did an interview on NPR last week. Check it, check it out. It was a great interview with um, forget the guy's name. I think something Simon, but go on NPR and check it out. It is about um, mental health in the barber industry, and just kind of pushing that format to let people know, hey, we are here. We are doing some great things with people in the industry. And building our communities up at the same time. Again, spreading love the JC Way. Getting ready to get up this air and peace.